0: Welcome to the EF3 Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. Make sure to log on to EF3Life.com for great books, resources, and more episodes of this podcast where you can learn about the forums of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Today on the podcast, we're going to do a deep dive into the realm of finances, specifically with regard to stocks, and how to improve your net worth when it comes to growing your portfolio. Certainly, it's important for all of us to take a hold of our finances. And by getting in the game and accessing great investment vehicles, we can win with our money. Make sure to check out my best-selling book, Winning with Money, Dollars and Cents, available on ef3life.com. <laughs> Life is certainly a journey, and on that journey, we all need money for survival, but as is par for the course, we don't want to just float through life, and we don't want to just be normal or average. Life to the fullest means just that, a life full of abundance, and in order to have an abundant life, having a hold of your finances and being able to win with your money is certainly crucial when we're continuing to progress in this life. Certainly, I know that each of us is on a different phase of the journey. Wherever we are coming to the table, it is important for us to understand and learn how we can better utilize the money that we earn and to invest it in sound vehicles that will help us to succeed. When I was growing up, I would hear a lot of people talking about stock investments and didn't really understand it. As I grew older and I got my first full-time job, many people in my workplace started to talk about investing in different companies. As I grew in knowledge and now having a great understanding, having written a book about finances and included a large section that speaks specifically about stocks, bonds, investments, in terms of index funds, mutual funds, and other vehicles, it's important for you as my listeners to understand there's so much to learn. Not only do I want you to learn, I want you to be able to grow and to utilize this knowledge to better yourself, your life, and your future. Certainly, each of us can learn more. And I know that today is the day for your journey to kick it up a notch. Stocks can often be intimidating. Oftentimes, people will compare them to gambling. When you go to a casino and you put your chips on the table or you place a bet, it's a matter of luck but stocks involves a lot more than just luck and it's not gambling in essence there can be a lot of research a lot of reading reports to review and information that is at your fingertips that can help you to make wise decisions and to follow the market trends although there is no guarantee there certainly is a way to predict and project the way that the ebbs and flows of the market will run During this highly volatile time, during this pandemic, it certainly can be a little bit more challenging to be successful when it comes to investing in stocks or index funds or other investment vehicles. However, it is a great time to get involved in order to maximize on what is out there. What I wanna speak first of when it comes to stock investments is how to understand this opportunity And to wrap our head around it from being such a great risk to just that, a way for us to invest in our future so we can capitalize on maximum growth potential over a number of years. There's a number of ways to look at stock investments. Sometimes people look at them in one of three different ways. Really short-term investments, mid-term investments, and long-term financial gains. In order to understand each of these, it's important for the beginning investor to realize that you're not gonna make money overnight. Although you can, I liken it to a flash in the pan type of deal. So when you're cooking dinner and you're flash frying something, you could cook it really well and it could be a delicious tasting entree, but oftentimes if you're not paying close enough attention, it can burn you. If you're trying to make money overnight in the quick and easy way stocks can sometimes be a little bit of that fire type of deal however if you're willing to wait if you're willing to do the research and you're willing to invest in your future when it comes to a 1 to 3 year or even 3 to 5 year period and then for the long haul when it comes to your retirement fund or just trying to gain access and resources and and continue to build upon your portfolio over the years, then certainly stock investments can be something that you can be very successful at. It's really important for people to understand that you certainly should not buy fewer than 10 stocks. So when you think about this, if you're going to pool your money into just one company, even if that company is very reputable and you believe wholeheartedly into it, it can be a dangerous thing. Even if that is an investment that you're only going to hold on to for a year, five years, even 10 years or so. Take Apple, for example. Apple is an extremely extremely valuable company. It's something that people should definitely invest in, especially new investors. If you're able to invest before the end of August, you'll be able to maximize on the four-to-one stock split. We'll get into what that means later on. But anyway, we know that Apple is a very reputable company. It's continuing to grow. Its valuation is very high. And investors can gain a lot based on its share price continuing to improve over the course of time even though it does go down it goes up more often than it goes down because of new innovative products being in the tech sector so on and so forth however as much as Apple is highly valued, and people really do believe in the company, and it's been an upward trend of steady growth over the past 10 years, it's important for us to realize that you wouldn't want to put all of your eggs in one basket. Because if something were to happen, then all of that could be lost in a very short amount of time. But if you buy more than 10 stocks, then you're investment and your money is spread over a number of different companies, which gives you a greater chance if those investments are sound and you did your homework on them to be able to maximize even more gains and mitigate loss. Meaning if the market declines, things go down, there's a downward trend, you're not going to lose as much because it's spread over a number of different companies. Don't invest all your savings in stocks. So if you're somebody who is wanting to get into the game when it comes to getting into the stock market, it's important that you also have a savings account. Remember, you want to have that emergency fund set aside. You're not investing your emergency fund into stocks. Instead, you have to have different accounts. So this is money that you have to be understanding that if I lose it all, I'm still going to be okay. I'm not banking on gaining, even though over time you will gain. You don't want to bank on it because if the worst case scenario is you lose it all, you still have to save face and you have to be able to get on and to be able to, you know, continue to live out your household. Another important rule for people to understand when they're getting involved in stock investments is to never borrow money to purchase stocks. So I'm not gonna take out a loan, whether it be a public loan or a private loan, to purchase stocks because if I lose the money and I cannot pay it back, that's a really bad situation to be in. Not only did I lose my investment in the market, but I also, will have a really high interest rate to pay off to a bank or a private lender and then i'm in a double loss situation which nobody ever wants to go into yet another interesting and important thing to consider is to not just buy stocks because they're cheap oftentimes people will see stocks or new ipos that are under five dollars and say oh that's a great investment because if i invest in it and it goes up i can make a lot of money that could be the case however There's a lot of companies that won't budge or even move because of their valuation and their stunted growth and it could take a lot of time or it just might not be a company that is going to be extremely successful. So don't base your investment solely on price but more on the trend of the market and also where that company is going, their growth potential, understanding who the CEO is, where their business is moving, their profits versus their losses, and also how much cash they have on hand versus how much debt they have on hand. You can't expect all of your stocks to go up. So if you're somebody who, like me, enjoys watching the market every single day and you check your accounts every night before you go to bed or even at four o'clock when the market closes, you can't have this expectation That it's a fantasy land that every day you're going to see your numbers in the green. However, if you understand that over time, that you continue to make wise investments, those numbers will improve and the valuation of your stocks and your portfolio will go up, that's great. But don't expect it to be great all the time. I've lost $2,000 in a single day and even more than that. But I've also gained $3,000 in a day, personally. So it's kind of like a roller coaster. And especially if you're investing for the long haul, it's almost better to set it and forget it and just have quarterly checkups once every few months or even maybe once every four or five months if you're somebody who is more of a hands-off approach. If you're hands-on, if you're too emotionally involved, you can end up selling stocks that were going to rebound and perform well over time before they had the chance to get back on track and grow meanwhile if you buy something that's super hot and you don't watch it it could then have a downward trend and you might have bought it at its peak and now it's going to lose so you can't be too emotionally attached either i would also suggest that you don't use options in your first year of investing You gotta learn more about the market and how to deal with it in order to manipulate and to be creative, to be able to understand how to make trades and the best way to go about a buy, whether it be a market buy or a limit order. There's a lot of idiosyncrasies and a lot of specifics for people to learn. And this episode is more of a broad brush, but later on will down the line we'll be discussing in a more specific manner all these terminology for you to understand. So that way you can learn about those to utilize as you become a more educated investor. So there's definitely traps that can destroy your dreams when it comes to stocks. I have to throw that out there because... If I wasn't going to do so, I wouldn't be telling you the truth. There's a lot of people who will discuss how much they've made when it comes to stock earnings. Very rarely do you hear people talk about their losses. As I mentioned before, I've had numerous days where I've lost more than $2,000 or $3,000 in a single day. That doesn't mean that I am a bad investor. However, I've also had days, like I mentioned previously, that I've made over $3,000 in a day, and weeks where I've made upwards of $7,000. So this is all possible. You have to understand the gains are possible and the losses are possible. And it is a risk, but it can be a mitigated risk. You can take the right approach and educate yourself and do your homework and read the reports and reviews and what the experts have to say in order to create a winning plan I liken it to the blueprint that you created for your budget everybody has a budget or they should have a budget at this point and by following that game plan that is your recipe for success if you're just throwing darts in the dark at a stock board per se you're going to lose it's going to burn you you can't just look at oh what's the hottest stock all my money into that and hope that it goes up that's like a shot in the dark don't do that You want to diversify your portfolio, meaning at least have 20 different stocks. Now it might take you time to build up to that point. That's okay. So you could buy one share here, one share there, and before you know it, you have 20 different stocks. The other thing is within those 20 stocks, you don't want to just be in one sector of the market. Technology stocks right now are great, but if you have all your money in tech stocks and those go down, then you're gonna lose a lot. But if you have it spread over various sectors, then it's going to go up over time and it's also gonna help deflate or mitigate the loss when the market trends downwards. I like to think of it as a four-square type of approach. Now, you can vary from this suggestion, but if you think about it as a dollar bill, 25, 25, 25, 25. So this four-square approach. That I should be investing in technology, in the health sector, I should be investing in large-cap companies, small-cap companies, mid-cap, and some international. So within these different sectors or areas of the stock market, you can spread out your money to help them go up. One thing I want to mention at this point, we can discuss it further on down the line, is something called an ETF. An so an etf is an exchange traded fund and basically it acts as if it's like a mutual fund in a sense so there's a number of stocks that are part of this fund family so there could be 15 to 25 sometimes even 30 different stocks that are part of this one etf exchange traded fund and the nice thing is it will put 3 to 5% of each of these different stocks into that fund family. So if you have a certain tech stock ETF, basically what that would mean is you might have 5% of the money in that stock into Microsoft. And another 5% into Apple. And another 5% into Tesla. And another 5% into another tech company. So that way, it will mitigate the risk of it losing. And as time goes on, more of those companies that are reputable, that are highly valued, will improve or increase. So overall, your ETF share will increase or improve as well. It's a great option for those who are new investors, as well as those who are wise and seasoned investors. I own a number of ETFs that I think are great And later on in the podcast, I'll share with you some of the ones that I would recommend. It's really critical for us to understand that investing only in stocks could force investors to sell off investments at the worst possible time. So again, earlier I mentioned to not invest only in stocks and to make sure that you have separate emergency fund account, separate savings account and checking account. You don't want to bank on having to sell off your stock because you need money in a pinch. That's horrible, and that's a bad scenario to be in. Why? Because you might be entering the most maximum growth time due to the market's trend. And because there's a turn in the market, at the same time when you need to withdraw the money or sell off your trades, you might be missing out on the highest yield or gains that could be out there. So don't put yourself... In that situation, I have to stress this because when I was beginning in stock investments, even before I decided that I wanted to get into this sector a number of years ago, is I was nervous or worried about losing money. So I was thinking to myself, I'm not going to get involved in it. My money is safe in a savings account. It's safe in a checking account. I know I can't lose anything that is a very narrow mindset. It's a very limiting mindset, and it's a very limiting position. If you do that, chances are you're not going to gain wealth. And not only that, but the facts are 2 to 3% inflation rate, that's going to actually have you lose money over the course of time. Now, is your money safe in there per se? Yes, it is. However, A ship was made for sailing. It wasn't made to stay at harbor. You have to set sail on investments and get involved in order to maximize all of those vehicles that are out there. Some of which I've already started to talk about on previous episodes, especially on Money Monday, as well as this one today. Remember, it is a risk, but it can be very fruitful over the course of time having strategies that investment plan is going to be key understanding what you are doing and having the knowledge before you do it there are a lot of great apps out there that allow you to do stock simulation if you go to the app store and you just search stock simulator there are many that you can test out and see how you would do so you're able to quote unquote buy certain shares of companies And based on the actual market, you would see if you would gain or lose over the period of time. There's no cost in doing that. It's a simulator. You can't lose money. So I suggest maybe do that for a little while and talk to a sound financial advisor. I encourage you to do your homework. I can't stress that enough. When I was a school teacher, I assigned... Homework for my students every single day. Why? Because it's practice. And when you practice something, you get better at it. You can't just sit there and think that it's going to happen overnight. You're going to need time. Now, the thing about it is you're in a juxtaposition because if you're testing the waters with real money, you can burn up your account really quickly. And I'm not even talking about day trading here yet. I'm talking about even long-term investment. If you're just picking and choosing based on, "oh, this company sounds good, and I'm not doing a lot of homework or research on it, that could be a precutious. You could wind up putting yourself in a very bad situation, and I would never want that to happen because you work too hard for your money and you invest too much of your time going to work every day to lose out on that hard-earned income. Stock opportunities and investments are to increase your net worth, to grow your portfolio, and to help you over the course of time because a stock is having literally pieces of ownership of a certain or specific company. And it's important to realize what you're getting involved in before you do it so you don't just burn up your account. It is a very interesting thing to get into for a number of reasons because it could be very beneficial and at the same time, it does involve a lot of legwork. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it doesn't. You can pay a financial advisor or somebody who is a stockbroker a lot of money to manage your account. And it might not even be a bad idea, especially if you're somebody who's willing to spend 2% or so of your gains to have someone manage your funds that way. You don't have to sit there and watch it. And I don't even mean watch it every single day. Like I mentioned earlier... If you at least do checkups each quarter, that's going to be helpful, especially when it comes to retirement. But if you really want to gain, becoming influential and be somebody who has that knowledge go to full use and get you the highest yield or dividend in returns, the most bang for your buck per se, you can do it on your own and be successful. I am very grateful and fortunate to say over the past 8 months or so I have increased my portfolio based on my stock trades and investments by over 30% and that has been in the midst of this pandemic we had the largest downturn of the market in years as many people's accounts lost upwards of 25 to 35% over a matter of weeks. And yet, because of research that I've done, because of reports, because of following very reputable investors, such as the likes of The Motley Fool and Stock Advisor, as well as the Palm Beach Report, a number of resources that I highly recommend, they do cost a little bit of money. But for a $100 to $150 subscription for an entire year, you gain access to tons of reports, videos, conferences, question and answer sessions, as well as the breakdown of many stocks, recommended investment strategies. These are all helpful in having my portfolio earn and yield a higher dividend. It's worth it to me. I hadn't done that earlier, and I didn't have as much success, and now having more knowledge, understanding more about it, knowing how to utilize the swings of the market, and even dipping into some day trading, which we'll get into in a little while, it has been extremely beneficial. That might sound like something that's interesting to you, and if you're listening to this podcast, and you listen thus far to the Money Monday podcast, you might even... Take it into consideration. But for those out there who are not hands on, that don't want to have anything to do with it, you still need to invest your money in the stock market because the Dow Jones over the last hundred years, on average, has netted a yield between 10 to 12 and a half percent. No bank is going to give you that at this time and hardly at any time, and not even come close to that. And the only place that you can get those gains is in real estate. That's another ball to talk about at another time. We have to think about how we can improve our situation using the hard-earned money that we have in a wise manner to benefit not only ourselves, but those around us and the people we love. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back at it in a moment. This podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life to the Fullest. EF3Life.com, where you can gain access to my bestseller, Winning with Money Dollars and Cents. For less than $20, you can pick up a copy on my website or on Amazon.com and gain access to. winning strategies to help you with your financial dreams it will help you to improve in the areas of budgeting saving as well as debt payoff and investments visit ef3life.com for my book winning with money dollars and cents by dan jason Welcome back to the Life to the Fullest podcast for this episode of Finances Today. I'm your host, Dan Jason. And in the first part of our podcast, we're discussing stocks as well as what to do and what not to do when it comes to your investments. It's certainly important when you're putting money into the market to know what you're getting into a target excellent returns over a 10 to 25 year period is what you want to look at. You want to look at a company's valuation and you want to look at the reports and the charts when it comes to what was their yield in terms of interest in terms of growth over the past year. What have they done over the past 1 to 3 years? 3 to 5 years, 5 to 10 years, 10 to 20 years. And 20 years to inception, meaning when it went as a public company. If you're seeing linear progression, you're seeing that company continue to grow over the course of time, you're seeing that upward trend, it's probably a good bet that that is an important or valuable asset to take hold and put in your portfolio. However, if you're seeing a roller coaster ride and there's too many dips, I'd probably stay away from that company, especially after doing a little bit more digging and seeing why it was having so many downturns. There are literally thousands and thousands of companies you can invest in. For those who want to take a less risky approach, instead of just single stock investments, you can invest in mutual funds now a mutual fund very similar to stock investment is when you are investing in stocks however there are 20 to 40 different companies within that fund family it's mutually funded that's why it's called a mutual fund in other words a certain mutual fund might have 30 shares, or sorry, 30. So that means that there could be 30 or more companies that the mutual fund is associated with. The nice thing about that is A certain percentage, similar to an ETF, exchange-traded fund, is going to go towards each of those companies. So 2 to 5% in most cases is going to be allocated to the specific companies in that mutual fund. Think of it as grocery shopping. Inside of your shopping cart, if you invest in one stock, let's say it's Apple... So I put all the apples into my shopping cart. I buy 30 apples. I have 30 shares of Apple stock. If the stock goes way up, all those apples individually are valued a lot higher and the whole entire shopping cart, which is only Apple, when you invest in a single stock, goes up as well. However, if it goes down, my whole shopping cart could go rotten in a very quick amount of time. A mutual fund is a grocery cart that has lots of different items in it. I have apples, I have bananas, I have oranges, I have different vegetables like carrots and, and broccoli. and peppers and onions so on and so forth and I have 30 different items in my shopping basket each of those items is a different price when I go to the register think of the price of the shopping cart the total amount adding up to 100% 100% of the total order that is what a mutual fund so having that fund family and having those different items in the basket has a certain total price. However, each of those items is worth a little portion. 2 to 5% of the total value of the cart. So if the apples spoil, well, it might have only gone down 5%. And it's not going to spoil my, ent- my entire grocery purchase or my entire investment purchase chances are and in most cases this happens the value will go up and more items then goes down and this benefits your entire basket because if 20 out of your 30 go up then your whole value of that mutual fund goes up as well. So your grocery cart, so to speak, when you went shopping is valued at a higher amount than when you bought it at. Very wise and more simple way, less risky to invest in mutual funds. Oftentimes people think of mutual funds as a retirement only investment. They are a great retirement investment. However, they're also a very good short-term and even mid-term length in investment for money that you can access now, today. And I like being able to have money that I can go in and if I want to sell certain shares to be able to put a down payment on a house or to be able to buy some kind of larger ticket item that it doesn't necessarily mean I need it, but I would like it because it's part of my life goal, as part of what I desire, then I can do so. It allows you to have that money accessible to you and not have to wait until you're 59 and a half years old. And that's something about stock investments, mutual fund investments, And in a few moments, I'm gonna talk about index funds. It's important for you to get in the game. If you're sitting on the sidelines and you're watching other people play, you're losing out on time. And the greatest asset of all of this when it comes to investments, especially in the stock market, when it comes to your retirement, is time. And the reason why time matters is because compound interest needs time to build upon itself To maximize the gains. If I have $100 invested today. And tomorrow. The market goes up by 1%. I now have $101. Well. If it continued to go up. Let's say on average. As it has in the last 100 years. 10 to 12.5%. Well, at the end of that year, just that one share will have gone up from $100 to $112. But the nice thing is, next year, if it goes up again, it's not just building on that $100, it's building on the $112. And that's where compound interest kicks in. I've said it and I'll say it again. Albert Einstein has declared that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world what it can do for your growth potential is exponential it is unbelievable the figures and the way that the math works but you have to start somewhere so I encourage you if you are debt-free if you're somebody who wants to improve in your financial situation and you have extra money because you're living on a budget and you're being sound with your finances and your decisions open a stock portfolio invest in your future it's as easy as contacting any brokerage and opening an account td ameritrade merrill lynch charles schwab doesn't really matter which one although If you're somebody who's very hands-on, the reports on TD Ameritrade that are accessible to all investors are extremely beneficial and helpful. They're really good. And if you're somebody who wants ease of use when you're making trades and seeing the layout, I highly suggest Merrill Lynch. I have both accounts going. Vanguard is another one. And that is where we'll launch it to index. Funds, index funds are super important as well. So what is an index fund? There's so much terminology to learn. An index fund is a type of mutual fund or an exchange traded fund ETF with a portfolio constructed to match or track the components of a financial market index such as the S&P 500. So let's break that down a little bit. If you are investing in an index fund that's connected to the S&P 500, S&P 500 index, basically what that means is all the funds, all the money that you're investing in that particular index are going to track the companies that are within that index and the way that the market is ebbing and flowing. So if it's connected to the S&P 500 index, all the 500 or so companies that are part of the S&P, if they're going up, then the index value is going to go up. If more of them are going down than are going up, then your investment will go down. Indexes, very similar again to mutual funds because they're a type of mutual fund, have the opportunity for you to go up over time, but it's not going to happen right away. So you might see that 10 or 12% increase in the course of a year, but you're not going to see the kind of growth that Tesla has had over the past three months. You're not going to see a company like Tesla, where people are buying shares of that stock when it was back at 350 or so dollars, less than $400 in March when the market went way down, and now it's worth today over $1,350 per share. You're not gonna see it multiplied by four in the course of given months, let alone in years even. But you will see steady growth over time. So if you wanna take less risk, a lot of time people will invest in mutual funds and specifically index funds. And the reason why they choose index funds a lot of times is because the cost ratio is lower. So for somebody to manage that fund, they charge less than for someone to manage a mutual fund or if you have a stock broker who's managing your account. So these are all good things to know. It's important for you to be educated on each of these so you can make sound decisions and understand what you are going to do with your money. Now, as for me, as I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, I wanted to give you some tips or insight into some of the companies that I believe are important or wise investments. So let's start out with somebody who might be a new investor. And if you were like me a number of years ago and you're a little bit timid when it comes to the market, and you don't wanna take as much risk because you're new at this, you wanna build some confidence and see how things progress, it's important to start investing in companies that are highly valued. And extremely reputable so when I think of those types of companies I'm thinking of many large cap companies so a large cap company is a company that has a certain valuation meaning they have a total dollar amount associated to them that hit a certain level mid cap and small cap obviously they're called that for a certain reason there's a certain dollar amount for those as well. When it comes to large cap stocks, these are going to be stocks. By definition, a large cap stock or company known as a big cap are shares that trade for corporations with a market capitalization of $10 billion or more. So large-cap stocks tend to be less volatile during rough markets like the one that we're in as investors fly to quality and stability and become more risk-averse. So they're more stable. They've lasted the test of time. Their company is very valuable. And people believe in them not only now but well into the future. Then there are mid-cap Stocks and these are companies with a market capitalization or a value between two and ten billion dollars. The name implies mid cap because they're middle of the road in terms of how large of the companies they are. And then lastly, you have the small cap stock, and these are companies that are less than two billion dollars. These are often companies that are smaller, and they're continuing to grow. Their valuation isn't as high, and a lot of times, people don't know as much about them. They haven't launched into a new dynamic when it comes to continuous growth, and they're However, if you're a new investor, that doesn't mean that they are a bad company to put your money into. However, it's important to understand the company and to know what they're about. If their growth and projection is something worthwhile. And the way to do that is by doing your research, by doing some homework. But if you're a new investor, what I suggest is starting with those large cap Companies. So when it comes to my stock portfolio, some of the large cap companies that I like to suggest people invest in right away or at the forefront of their investing career are companies like Apple, are companies like Microsoft, are companies like Amazon, companies like Netflix, companies like Facebook. These are all examples of large cap stock companies. You might be thinking, well, I want to invest in it, but how am I going to do so if a share of Apple, which at today, on this day of August 11th, was valued at $437.50 per share, how am I going to buy that? Or how am I going to buy a lot of shares of that? It's okay. Maybe you only buy one share of Apple this month. Maybe you buy a couple shares of Microsoft next month. Invest over time. It's fine. Remember, we're trying to build the portfolio. So we want those 20 to 25, maybe even 30 different stocks across a number of different sectors to invest in. Mid cap stocks are also good to invest in. Why should I diversify it? Because mid-cap stocks are stocks often that are ready to break through and get to the next level. They're not at that $2 billion valuation yet. However, $10 billion valuation yet. However, they are ready to climb and could get there. They have potential For great growth. So. What might be some of the better. Mid cap. Stocks to buy. Well. Yeti is one of them. Continuing to grow as a company. Becoming popular. And re-innovating the cooler. And beverage industry. When it comes to containers. And keeping things. Cold. Stocks such as. Aarons, a Some of these mid-cap stock companies include the likes of American Eagle Outfitters, Livongo Health, as well as SSR Mining, as the value of gold and silver continues to increase. And then there are, of course, many small-cap stocks and companies to invest in. These are often changing the most because if companies are doing quite well, once they hit that $2 billion valuation mark, they then turn to a mid-cap company. And then once they get over that 8 to $10 billion threshold, they're now a large-cap company. So when it comes to the smaller-cap stocks, They can be changing more often, and they are interesting and growing and changing as the market fluctuates. Axos Financial, Fastly is one that I've invested in. It's definitely a really upward-trending company. SkyWest Inc., Steelcase, there's a lot of different ones to look into, And because they're changing more often, that doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing, so long as the majority of the change is upward trending. So I like stocks such as the likes of Zynga, a video game producer, especially during this pandemic where more people are at home and they're needing to entertain themselves. It is continuing to increase. And although at today's closing, it was around $9 per share, it's improved in the last couple of months from as little as $4 a share, already doubling in size. So you could see, even though it's a smaller company and the stock price is lower, you could still gain a decent amount of income and grow your portfolio with a stock that's a lower price than a stock that's a lot higher of a price. If the stock has a higher valuation and a higher price, then when the market goes in an upward direction, when it increases by a percent, then that percent is going to yield you a higher gain because the total stock value is higher. It's just a matter of math and figures. If I own Apple and it's at $437 per share, If it goes up 1%, that's a lot higher than if I own Zynga and it's at $9 a share and it goes up 1%. It's pennies to tens of dollars in terms of your account building. But the moral of the story is to invest in a variety of companies from large to mid to small cap, as well as the various different sectors, including industry. Including technology, healthcare. You wanna make sure that you're getting into emerging markets, into foreign markets. These are all ways to spread out your investments, to get into different opportunities that'll help you grow your portfolio over time. And as always, and I can't say this enough, mitigate risk. All your eggs in one basket, and that basket falls, your eggs smash, and your and your account is blown up. Many different baskets, and an egg smashes and is destroyed. That's okay, because that one stock, you won't even really feel the weight of that downfall. So now to close out this financial segment, I'm going to give you some insight. And this usually comes at a cost. However, today I am going to share with you some of the stocks that have performed the best in my portfolio over the last few months. Those include Alexion Farms, Apple, which has netted me a 64% gain, Arlo Technology, 53% gain, Atlassian, which has is issued me a fifteen percent gain, but has a very high trending and future gain insight. I really believe in Dexcom, which has netted me a 162% gain. Disney amidst this pandemic, even though it has lost. Millions and millions of dollars, even billions of dollars due to the COVID and the closing of parks has still increased by over 20%. Fastly, 62.7% gain. One of my favorite ETFs, First Trust Cloud, SKYY, 37.9% gain. Incredible. Margins when it comes to improving and increasing your portfolio. Kinsale Capital Group, 42% gain. Lululemon Athletica, 37.8% gain. Marriott International, believe it or not, 58.5% gain. And it doesn't surprise me, MasterCard Inc., gain. My one that has done the best, however, by far, Shopify, 194% gain. Now, I'm not going to give you the insight to all of these. However, if you are to purchase my book, Winning with Money, Dollars and Cents, available on ef3life.com, you will gain tips and insights into the stock world that I haven't talked about on this podcast. You will also gain access to other resources that will help you with your investments and winning with money. And that comes at a low cost of just $18.99. So I encourage you go on to ef3life.com Start investing in stocks, getting your money in the market, reading reports, reading my book, and being able to win because your future matters. Well, that does it for us on the EF3 Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as we delved into the realm of finances and we talked about stocks. Make sure to get off the sidelines and get into the game. Your future and your life is at stake. Take it by the horns and be active. As they say so often, Rome wasn't built in a day. However, the only way to grow your portfolio, your net worth, and to achieve the dreams that are in your future is by doing something. You can't just sit there. You have to get involved, and it happens one day and one investment at a time. Make sure to visit us at ef3life.com and continue to listen to the Money Monday podcast as well as other episodes that are available to you for absolutely free. I'm your host, Dan Jason. Keep investing and keep blessing others with your money. and stop stressing take a hold of your finances and take a hold of your life until next time see you later there's only one way to live and that's life till the fullest